Listener Production. Wall Street remains under siege to higher interest rates in the back of better than expected economic news. And Aussie shares expected to open lower on Tuesday ahead of the Reserve Bank's interest rate decision. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Tuesday the 6th of February. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, for the second consecutive session, we have seen US interest rates just vault higher. And that has put significant downward pressure on stocks. The Dow down two-thirds of a percent, the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ each down by a quarter of a percent. That's washing over into the expectations for what might happen when the local share market kicks off this morning. The SPY futures, that bellwether, are telling us uh, that the ASX 200 will be down by 0.4%. The US share market has been under enormous pressure over the course of the trading session, and that's on the back of those rising US Treasury yields. We have seen the two-year US Treasury yield hit the highest level in about a month, and it's up by nine basis points to 4.46%. The 10-year is currently up by 12 basis points to 4.16%, and this is all in the back of comments from US Federal Reserve Jerome Powell. He appeared on the US version of 60 Minutes, not the Aussie version with Liz Hayes, and (laughs) he said in that interview on Sunday that it's unlikely that US policymakers will cut interest rates in March. And of course, on the back of that, we have seen a sell-off, but also we have seen stronger than expected economic data, particularly in the biggest part of the US economy, the services sector. We then had the services index from the Institute of Supply Management, and its overall gorge of services increased by 2.9 points. That's the biggest gain in a year to 53.4 last month. Remembering an index reading above 50 indicates an expansion in activity. And the group's metric of prices paid for materials, importantly, jumped 7.3 points, the most since 2012 to 64. So costs are rising at a faster pace. The surge in prices is being driven by higher shipping costs and across the board increases in commodities and services prices. So that'll unnerve investors, but also policymakers, because that's a sign of higher costs and inflation again in the services sector. And what we did see was a pickup in orders and employment in that survey as well. And that reinforced the strong job market as well as the resilient US economy. And on the back of that, we have seen comments from US Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell. He said the Fed can be prudent in deciding when to cut its benchmark interest rate. And of course, the stronger economy is allowing central bankers extra time to build confidence and inflation will continue to fall. So on the back of that, traders are now pricing in just an 18% chance of a March rate cut. And now at the same time, traders are expecting a 62.8% chance of a 25 basis point rate cut in May. That's down from 90% a week ago. I would actually say that the stocks are holding up reasonably well under the circumstances. That's at a high level. However, when you look under the bonnet with the moves, you know, uh, yesterday I spoke about the narrow catchment in terms of Dow improvers, and that's being reflected overnight as well. Again, there's only been a handful of stocks that have risen where the Dow is concerned. There's only 30 stocks in the Dow. Caterpillar was up 2%, Apple up one5 Intel up by about a percent. Procter & Gamble, JP Morgan just in positive territory, the rest in negative territory. It's kind of getting a bit thin, isn't it? The participation on the uh, on the positive side of things. Well, we've got the earnings reports that have been released, Tom. And overnight, we did see Caterpillar, as you mentioned, one of the stronger performers, lifting 2%, hitting a record high after posting a higher quarterly profit. So that supported the Dow Jones and the S&P 500 to some degree. But it was McDonald's that really did weigh yeah. on both those bosses. Mackers. 
down 3.9% after its sales missed investor expectations in the fourth quarter as growth decelerated. The Middle East conflict is partly being blamed for this result as well. Uh, In terms of the sectors, uh, energy, health and technology, uh, the only uh, sectors to be higher, and materials, real estate and consumer discretionary names are the ones that are leading the declines. Tesla dropped 3.4% after broker Piper Sandler slashed the stock's price target and on a report that the German software company SAP will no longer source its company cars from the EV maker, Tesla's now at a one-year low. Well, that's a good segue into what happened in Europe. So the economic news of the day, we won't get into it too much, but the EFO survey, which is an important measure of uh, how professional money managers are viewing the economic landscape in Germany, that came in uh, in a disappointing fashion. Trade data was also disappointing in Germany. Uh, and actually, the German markets held up reasonably well under the circumstances. The UK market just in negative territory. And in fact, that the same goes for uh, the French market, the German DAX, and the Stock 600 index. The big news out of Europe overnight was Danish drug maker Novo Nordisk. It gained 3.6% after its parent company announced it was buying Catalunt for 11.5 billion US dollars. It's certainly enjoying a moment in the sun, Novo Nordisk. German Bunds, uh, not vastly moved, down by one basis point to 2.3%. On the local front, a big day for the RBA, Ryan. It marks the beginning of a new era of communication. All eyes will be on the Reserve Bank at 2.30. It'll release its statement as usual with the interest rate decision. No change is expected. And of course, they have made some changes to the way that they report their interest rate decision. So today, the board is scheduled to reconvene at 9 a.m. after meeting yesterday on Monday, so a two-day meeting for the first time. As I said, the policy decision will be released at 2.30. In addition to the policy decision, the central bank will release its latest statement of monetary policy, which will have a new format and chapter structure to explain how it assesses the economy and outlook. And then following that, Reserve Bank Governor Michelle Bullock will front the media to do a press conference to explain her decision. The big focus today will be on whether the Reserve Bank drops its hawkish tilt Mm. around interest rates. And what we have seen is a focus on inflation, particularly with regard to the statement. And we don't probably expect to see the Reserve Bank to signal rate cuts in the statement, although Governor Michelle Bullock in her press conference could discuss the possibility in the future of doing so. Obviously, what we have seen in the most recent weeks or two is the fact that we have seen central bankers around the world very keen to push back on markets' expectations around interest rate cuts. Indeed. Well, it'll be interesting to see what tenor is struck this afternoon and indeed how the markets react to it because they really won't have much time, Ryan. The uh, press conference kicks off at 3.30. The market closes at 4. There's a narrow aperture there uh, to navigate in terms of responding. I think the markets will focus on the statement first and foremost. It's got more time to do that, whether the hiking bias has been removed or not. The discussion around domestic and services inflation remaining sticky will be prominent, one would think. And also they'll point to forecasts around economic growth and, and inflation along with employment as well.
So uh, just quickly wrapping up, uh, we've seen the US dollar unsurprisingly surge to its highest levels since November. So that's made a further casualty of the Aussie dollar, which is back to 64.9 US cents. And as you might imagine, with that surging greenback, it's creating headwinds for commodities generally. Gold slightly easier, down by about a half of 1% to 2024 US dollars per ounce. But oil has uh, weathered that storm. It's up by 1.3%. Uh, to $73.20 where WTI is concerned. It's been a choppy session for oil. We have seen US Fed Chair Jerome Powell's comments lift the US dollar to that 11-week high, as you said, Tom. That's pressured commodities in general. But of course, we've got the Middle Eastern conflict circulating in the background, and that's provided some support for deal price at the same time. But Energy traders aging exponentially on the volatility <laughs> in that market. Indeed. We did see a little bit of a rebound in iron ore prices after that sharp fall on Friday, up 0.2% to 128.94 US dollars a tonne. Here in Australia today, we've got Virgin Money UK issuing a sales update. We've got a bunch of REITs, Dexas and Garda Property, along with Newmark Property, releasing earnings, along with Nick Scarley and Region. Nick Scarly is uh, something of a market darling where the smaller cap universe is concerned. It'll be interesting to see how they have weathered the latest period where there's been a little more caution where the consumer is concerned. Thank you very much for your company this morning, Ryan. It's always a pleasure. It's a very interesting and, dare I say, it's somewhat historic day with the RBA. I can't very wait. exciting, Tom. Can't wait to 2.30. I know, I know. We're wishing our lives away, but uh, it'll be fun nonetheless. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.